0: This is Dr. Benny Tate, and I would like to thank you for tuning in to this week's message at Rock Springs Church. Wherever you are, I hope this message encourages you and helps you grow in your walk with God. Here's this week's message from Rock Springs Church. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, this is what God's Word says. Be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Be not drunk with wine when it is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Let's pray. Holy Spirit, thou art welcome in this place. God, for this strategic hour, may I preach with Pentecostal power. And for all you do, I'm going to praise you for I pray this prayer in Jesus' name. May the invitation be fruitful. Amen. You may be seated. I want to talk to you about make sure you have air in your tire. Make sure you have air in your tire. Now, where I live, it's real hilly. And years ago, Barbara had a bicycle, but she said it's just tough to ride a bicycle where we live because it's real hilly. And I thought, I wanna wanna bless her. So I got her a bicycle that you pedal, but it's electric assistance. So when you get to those tough hills, you just hit a button and there you go. And she rode that thing and she said, Benny, it's wonderful. And I said, well, I wanna ride it. She said, okay. And I went on a ride for that thing. And the next day she said to me, she said, did you do something to my bicycle? She said, did you pull on the gears and mess my bicycle up? I said, Barbara, I didn't mess that bicycle up. She said, yeah, I rode it today. And she said, it was tough. She said, I think you did something to my bicycle. I said, Barbara, I didn't do anything to that bicycle. And then she said, no, I need you to do something. I said, what's that? She said, I need you to get an air tank. Because they told me for maximum, maximum benefit and to get the best use out of it, I need to check the air in the tires every time before I ride it, because it needs to be between 40 and 60. So I got one and I aired the tires up. And she said, Benny, you fixed the bicycle. I said, no, no, I just put air in the tires. And see folks, I think many times we're trying to live the Christian life without air in the tires. We're trying to live the Christian life with adrenaline instead of anointing. (laughs) We're trying to live the Christian life without air in the tires. Charles Stanley said these words. He said, if you're in a church that doesn't preach and teach on the Holy Spirit, get out of it. Now, that's what the pastor of First Baptist Atlanta, who's in heaven, he said, if you're in a church that doesn't preach and teach on the Holy Spirit, you get out of it. Now, look. Why is the Holy Spirit so paramount to my life in your life? First of all, because of your calling. Because of your calling. Isn't it interesting, folks? In Luke chapter 3, verses 22 and 23, Jesus begins his ministry at 30 years of age, just like the priest in the Bible. He honored the law and began his ministry at 30 years of age. But before he began his ministry, the Bible says the Holy Ghost or the Holy Spirit descended upon him. Folks, it's ludicrous when we're trying to do what God wants us to do outside of the Holy Spirit. A.W. Tozer said anything that's good that's come out of my ministry date backs, date backs to the hour that I was filled with the Holy Spirit. Get this, folks. Acts chapter two, verses four through six, the Holy Spirit comes and the Bible says, it was Pentecost, they spoke with different languages. Here's what I want you to see. There was no explanation of it other than the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know something. In our ministry, there'll be no explanation of our ministry Because it will be from the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit because of your calling. But let me tell you something else. You need to be filled with the Holy Spirit because of a need to conquer. Because of a need to conquer. When I got up this morning, I woke up about 4.30. And when I woke up, I encountered three enemies. Literally, when my eyes popped open, three enemies were coming at me. You said, you gotta be kidding, Pastor, but no, no. The world, the flesh, and the devil was coming at me. When I woke up this morning, hey, hey, can I be honest with you? Sometimes they even invade my sleep. You ever woke up and thought, thank God that was a dream. Come on, folks, thank God that was a dream. You said, Pastor, what are, what, what, what are you talking about? I'm talking about habits. I'm talking about hurts. I'm talking about hangups. Well, Pastor, how do, how do we deal with it? Well, look what the Bible says. For if you live after the flesh, you'll die. But if you through the Spirit do mortify. You ever heard the word mortician? Mortify. It means to deaden. How, how to, look, wait, wait. I want you to leave that verse, guys. How do you deaden bitterness in your life? How do you deaden guilt in your life? How how do you deaden lust in your life? How do you deaden a judgmental attitude? How do you deaden a disease to please? How do you deaden when the desire to acquire goes haywire? How, How do you deaden, how do you kill that? You say, well, can I do it in my flesh? No, no, look what he says. Through the spirit you mortify the deeds of the body. Sir, I don't want to offend you, but you can't overcome that lust on your own. Ma'am, I don't want to offend you, but you can't, you, 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 you can't avoid that uh, compulsive shopper attitude on your own. Friend, you can't avoid that desire to want to please on your own. It only comes through the power of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm just preaching the Bible today. I'm just preaching what God's Word says. Now, here's, I want you to see some simple things the first thing I want you to see is this. It's a command filling. It's a command filling. The Bible says in Ephesians 5.18, be not drunk with wine when is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. Now here's the question I ask. Who did he tell to do that? Ephesians 1 and 1. To the saints which are at Ephesus. To the faithful in Christ Jesus. Look. He looked at people like us. And he said, you need to be filled with the Spirit. People that are Christians, you need to be filled with the Spirit. Now, let me me say something. First of all, it's a personal command. It's a personal command. Look what he says. Be ye filled. Look, what if I said to you, I want you to rob a bank. I want you to rob a bank and get all the money because we're going to give it to the church. Sometimes people say to me, now, Pastor Benny, I'm going to tell you something. If I, if I win this lottery, man, I'm going to give it to the church. No, you're not. You don't even tie nail. It's not what you'd do with a million if a million were your lot. It's what you're doing with a dollar and quarter that you've already got. You go. See, you don't have to be rich to be generous. You have to be generous to be generous. That's right. I don't know where that came from, but anyway. <laughs> but what if I told you, I want you, uh, I want you to rob a bank? You said, no, no, no. What, 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 what if I said to you, wait, wait. I want you to kill a person for me. I've got this deacon that's causing me problems, and I want you to. <laughs> Some of you are wondering which one is it, all right? <laughs> but, but, you, but you know what you said? No, 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 Brother Benny. The Bible says thou shall not kill, the Bible says thou shall not steal. Well, wait. The very same Bible that says that says be filled with the Spirit very same Bible that says thou shalt not kill and thou shalt not steal says to you, Bob, and Helen, and Harold, and Hazel, and Benny, to be filled with the Spirit. See, it, 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 it's a personal command, but get this, folks. It's a plural command. Look what it says. Be ye filled. It's for every believer. Look what the Bible says in the book of Acts. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. I researched the word all, and all means all. They were all filled. Well, look what Acts 4.31 says. It says, they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Get this, folks. There's nothing worse than a full church with a bunch of half-full people. There's nothing worse than a full church with a bunch of half-full people. But the early church were filled with the Holy Spirit and they turned the world upside down. They turned the world upside down. See, I want you to see, it's a command feeling. But it's not only a command feeling, it's a continual feeling. See, when it says... Be not drunk with wine when is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. That's in the present tense. And the present tense is the continual tense. What does that mean? It means not a one and done, not a two and through, but it's a continual feeling in your life. In the book Unlimited, I give you a graph in that book. And I talk about the difference of receiving the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. I don't know, just out of curiosity, how many perhaps have read the book? These 10 people are the first ones going to heaven. But anyway, (laughs) I, I talk about the difference in the book. I talk about when you receive the Holy Spirit, it happens once, but when you're filled, it can happen anytime. I talk about when you receive it, it happens at salvation. But when you're filled, it happens at surrender. I talk about when you receive him, it's a past event. But when you're filled with Him, it's a present reality. When you receive Him, it's for all believers. But when you're filled, it's for obedient believers. When you receive Him, it's never commanded. But when you're filled, it is commanded. When you receive Him, it places you in the body of Christ. All oh, but ladies and gentlemen, when you're filled with Him, it enables you to live for Christ. When you receive Him, it brings you into union. But when you're It brings you into communion when you receive him. He becomes a resident, but when you're filled with him He becomes president when you receive him It gives you pardon, but when we're filled with him. It gives us power. That'd be a good place to praise the Lord See folks It's a daily need to be filled with the Holy Spirit See, we think this. Before the preacher preaches, he needs to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Before the worship team sings, they need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. But get this, folks. All of us (laughs) need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. See, verse 18 talks to us about being filled with the Holy Spirit. And then from there, it talks about How being filled with the Holy Spirit affects our lives. It affects our spiritual relationship. Look what the Bible says. Remember verse 18 says, be filled. And then verse 19 says, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual psalms, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, wait. Giving thanks always for all things unto God. And the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, get this, if you're always grumbling and complaining, you're not filled with the Holy Spirit. You say, Brother Benny, you shouldn't say that. I didn't, God's Word did. If you're always complaining, come up real close, folks. From the day of your birth to the ride in the hearse, things are never so bad that they couldn't be worse. And there's always something to thank God for. You say, well, Pastor, I, I don't know if you realize it, but, but my clothes have got real tight. Well, thank God you've got something to eat, amen? You say, well, the person beside me sings bad. Well, thank God you can hear, amen? Well, I hate that alarm on Monday morning. Well, you know what that alarm reminds you of? That God has given you life, and perhaps he's given you a job. You ought to praise the Lord. It not only affects our spiritual relationships, but it affects our social relationships. What are you talking about, preacher? Well, look what it says. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Now look, I'm convinced that God loves everybody. I'm not convinced he likes everybody. (laughs) Because there are just some people that are just hard to like. It reminds me of that, poem, that little poem that says, to live above with the saints we love, that will be glory. But to live below with the saints we know, that's a different story, amen? I'm just, look, even Romans 12, 18 says, if it be possible live peaceably with all men. Why did you say if it be possible? Because there's certain people that would give an aspirin a headache. Amen? You're thinking about them right now. <laughs> Don't look at them. But anyway. <laughs> now, 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 think about this. Brother Benny, how do you handle difficult people? How do you deal with that ex-wife? I mean, how do you deal with it, Pastor? Well, look, Galatians 5, 22 says, wait. But the fruit, why, why is fruit singular? <laughs> because there's just one Holy Spirit. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, Against such there is no law. You say, I got to love them more. No, you can't love them more. You don't even like them. (laughs) I've got to be kinder. No, you probably won't be kinder. We need more of the Holy Spirit inside of us because the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace, and gentleness, and kindness. See, see, I want you to understand something. Being filled with the Holy Spirit, it affects your spiritual life. It affects your social life. But I'll tell you something else. It affects your spousal life. It affects your spousal life. Spousal life. Because look, folks, if you can be a good Christian at home, you can be a good Christian anywhere. Well, where do you get this, Pastor? Well, it says, be not drunk with wine when it is excess, but be ye filled with the Spirit. And then we jump down to verse 22, and look what it says. Wives, submit yourselves unto your own husbands as unto the Lord. <laughs> for the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church. He's the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let wives be to their own husbands. Husbands, love your wives, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it well how can we do these things pastor through the power of the holy spirit a woman said to me said brother Benny, my husband's the most self-centered man you've ever met i said i don't see him that way at church she said well he puts on his best you know appearance at church said you know i mean he's you ought to see the the real person's caged up at home i said well it's very self-centered i said what 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 do you mean self-centered? She said, well, he won a trip to Cancun for two. I said, well, that's not self-centered. She said, yes, it is. He went twice. (laughs) You hear me closely. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit and she's filled with the Holy Spirit, your marriage will work. If you're filled with the Holy Spirit and she's filled with the Holy Spirit, your marriage will work. Because there's a 100% success rate in marriage if it's done God's way. If it's done God's way. Now, listen, I'm not here beating up people that's been divorced. The man who paid my way through Bible college, my mother was his fourth wife. So divorce is not some unpardonable sin. But you hear me closely. Whatever relationship you're in, if you're spirit-filled and your mate's spirit-filled, your marriage will work. I'll mortgage the house on it. I'll mortgage the house on it. Let me give you the third point I want you to see. That is a conditional feeling, a conditional feeling. What what are the conditions, Pastor Benny, in order to be filled with the Holy Spirit? First of all, folks, there's the control issue. There's the control issue. A true story, there was a large computer warehouse, true story, that caught on fire in Indiana. And the fire trucks came and they were, they were hosing down the outside. And about that time there was an old dilapidated, true story, fire truck came on the scene. And it was coming down the hill and it busted through the wall. Went inside the building. The men got out their hoses and put the fire out. Three weeks later The owner of that computer company said, I want to make a donation to that fire department. And they had a banquet and he gave them a check for $10,000. And they asked the fire chief, true story, what are you going to do with the $10,000 that you've received? He said, the first thing I'm going to do is have the brakes fixed on the fire truck. Get this, folks. We want to keep control, and we want to keep the brakes on. And many times, that's why we can't be filled with God's power and God's presence. I researched this word, filled, and I found out in John 16 and 6, it's talking about filled with sorrow. In Luke 5 and 26, it's filled with fear. In Luke 5 and 11, it's filled with madness. It's the very same word. Field means to be dominated by something. Look here. 1 Corinthians 3.16 says you're the temple of God. Your body's the temple of God. But here's the catcher. Are we going to let him come into every room? Are we going to let him come into my thought life? Am I going to let him come into my business life? And I'm going to let him come into my occupational life. Am I going to let him come into my social life? We said, no, no, I've got to compartmentalize. He can only go so far. And that's why you don't have the fullness of God in your life. Because you hear me closely. There's the control issue. There's the control issue. You've got to totally surrender to God. You've got to give him full control. But then, folks, there's not only the control issue, there's the clean issue. D.L. Moody said, before you pray and ask God to fill you with his Holy Spirit, he said, first of all, ask God to empty you. Many of us, God, can't fill us because we're already full of something. We're already full of self. We're already full of ambition. We're already full of our agenda. We're already full of our plans. We're already full. God can't really use us until we say, God, just empty me. God, empty me of everything that fills me because I need your presence more than I need anything else. 2 Timothy 2, verses 20 and 21 says, but in a great house there are not only vessels of gold and silver, but also wood and earth, some to honor and some to dishonor. I researched this, and the vessels of gold and silver were used for the house guest. They were used for the, to serve. They were special. They were, they were vessels of gold and honor. And I researched the vessels of wood, and earth those vessels were used to take out garbage those used they were actually used to to remove waste if a man therefore purge himself from these he should be a vessel unto honor sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared unto every good work ladies and gentlemen We desperately need the Holy Spirit. You don't know the decision, the right decision to make without the Holy Spirit. That child that you can't speak to or you're having no success reaching, you you can't go to them. But the Holy Spirit can speak to them. That issue that's in court, that you don't know if it's gonna work out. Well, the Holy Spirit can speak to the powers that be. The Bible says he'll bring things to our remembrance. Our ministries will be dead lifeless without the Holy Spirit. Churches will not amount to anything without the power of the Holy Spirit. As I say, there's nothing worse than a full church of half full people. Nothing without the Holy Spirit. He wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. He wants to direct us. He wants to be more than a resident. He wants to be president. Thursday was my birthday, and somebody was giving me a present. And while they were giving me a present, I noticed a line in my eye. Strange, I must have got something in my eye. Tried to rub it. Just stayed there. So I go home, and God brings a doctor to my mind. This friend of mine, he's a Jew. God brings him to my mind. He just keeps staying on my mind. And I said, call that doctor. And if he'll call me in some of these drops, I bet I can put some of those drops in my eyes and clear right up. And they call the doctor and the doctor says, listen, I'm getting ready to close in an hour but I feel like he's probably ought to come. I was planning to send Barbara down there to get the drops. I said, well, can somebody just come get the drops? No, 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 no. I want to see you. And I said, well, he's just been on my mind. So I go down to see the doctor and he's examining me. He dilates my eye I'm waiting, fooling over here with my phone and various things. And then he looks at me and he says, "Uh, I need you to go somewhere. I said, no, 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 I just need to get some drops. He said, no, 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 I I, I need you to go. You need to go to the retina surgical facility. He said, can't I just get the drops and we can look at that later on? I've got work to do. He said, no, you need to go now. You need to go now. I've contacted them. They're waiting on you when you get there. They're waiting on you when you arrive. And I go in and I'm spending a little time with the doc and I said, uh, he's examining me and he's punching and he's poking and I said, doc, I need to, I, I need to get some drops because I've got stuff I've got to do today. He said, sir, you don't understand. He said, you've got torn retinas in both eyes. He said, your right eye is almost detached. And when it's detached, you won't be seeing anything. He said, sir, I've got to do emergency surgery surgery on you right now for that right eye. And we've got to get on the left one the first of next week or you could lose your sight. He did. You know what I believe, folks? I believe the Holy Spirit kept bringing that one doctor to my mind. I think the Holy Spirit kept bringing that one doctor to my mind. All I'm trying to say to you folks, we're not smart enough, we're not wise enough. Listen listen to what Abraham Lincoln said. Abraham Lincoln said, I've been driven to my knees by an overwhelming conviction that I had nowhere else to go. My wisdom and all about me seemed insufficient in the day. We're not smart enough. We need the Holy Spirit to direct our lives. You need the Holy Spirit. I need the Holy Spirit. You say, well, preacher, how does it happen? Well, look what the Bible says in Luke. And it came to pass when all the people were baptized that Jesus also being baptized. Look, he was praying what happened. Heaven opened and the Holy Ghost descended. You say, Pastor Benny, I need more of God. Well, you've got to pray and you've got to ask for more of God. It doesn't happen through osmosis. We've got to seek Him, and we desperately need Him, ladies and gentlemen. You desperately need Him. What you're going through is beyond you, and it's bigger than you, and you can't handle, sir. You need Him. Thank you for joining us for this week's message from Rock Springs Church. If you would like more information about Rock Springs, be sure to follow us on social media or connect with us at rockspringsonline.com. Join us right here next week for another message from Rock Springs Church.